Scott and Paul show for the week of December 23rd, 2019. Happy Hanukkah, Scott. Three weeks late, or four, many times we, we tried, and there's been fails, but we're back. I think. About an hour late, but we're here. Yeah. And speaking of failures, how'd it go to theater? Oh, it it was interesting. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Well, so this is what we're going to do today. You have a uh, pretty good list of things to do. So we will go through our normal list of news for games and movies and blah, blah, blah. And then after we do our game of the year from 1997, Scott will give his 100% spoiler review of Rise of Skywalker. So if you don't want to hear that, Turn it off and happy holidays. Okay. Well, let's get into the big news. Uh, at the Game Awards, which I didn't watch. I don't think Scott watched either. No, I missed this one. The only thing that was worth a note for us, I assume, Xbox Series X. Which, really, the name of it is Xbox. Well, it's an interesting-looking computer. Yeah. It's, I mean, technically, they're all PCs. Yeah, it's just a tower. It's all this. It's a PC tower you can lay on the side. Yeah, it's just they're not hiding it anymore. Yeah. And if you're confused about the name, don't be confused. It's just called an Xbox. It's just like iPhone. Now, the reason why they named it this is that way, so when they decided to upgrade to um, another version later in the life cycle, they can name it Series Y or Series B or whatever you want to call it. So he used to just call it Xbox. Give me a new Xbox. That's it. Uh, couple of notes on it. Four times the processing power of the Xbox One X. You still have... You're still running a Series 4. My Series 4. Crap. Uh, the old school Xbox, right? Yes. Yeah, I just have the regular. The launch one and then the S. So, um, it's going to be quite an upgrade for you. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. I'm more than ready. Yeah. Um, as we just said, it supports both vertical and horizontal orientation. We've, um, was it IGN? They did some, a little bit of math on the size. It looks like Horizontal 
Eh, vertical. At least on vertical, it looks like it's pretty much the same size as a docked Xbox. Not docked Xbox, but a docked um, current model. Switch? Switch, yeah. No, not current model. I guess the current model Switch is the light, right? So you're talking yeah. about old school. Freaking Nintendo. Damn you, Nintendo. Yeah. It wouldn't be an episode if we didn't at least praise or curse Nintendo once. Yeah. <laughs> uh. There's three Switches out there now. So you got the the improved battery life switch, the light, and the old school switch. So, well, I mean, you asked me if I was ready. I'm I'm definitely ready because I wasn't overly impressed with PS4 or Xbox One to begin with. Well, the, I mean, they're cool. Yeah, they just wasted so much system power on game streaming. The um. PlayStation 4's power is nice. The Xbox One was wasted on stupid crap. There's yeah. no reason why it should have been more powerful. But they just wanted to use Connect and watch TV. Um, we're getting a new controller, which really the only thing you got added was the share button, which they pretty much admitted, yeah, we stole this from Sony. And the D-pad is pretty much, they got that from the Xbox Elite Series 2. And I guess it's a little bit smaller. So they said it fits into like 98% of game players' hands. I had One no cool thing is that it's backwards compatible with um, the regular Xbox One controls. Yeah. That's awesome. And it works with PCs, too. So the... Um, I prefer the Xbox controller over PlayStation. But, yeah, if I had to choose, but, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not picky. But I could definitely choose. If I had to choose, it'd be the Xbox. Yeah. I've never used the... Elite controller. I've thought about picking one up since I prefer the Xbox controller, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. And yeah, they're talking about 4K 60 frames. They can go up to 8K. We'll never see it for at least, uh, what, four years? Halfway decent prices on 8K TVs. 120 frames per second. I did see a nice TV for about $500. Maybe, yeah, $500 LG. 120 frames per second native. So you can get 120 frames TVs for $300. So they're out there. Now, how many games you're beginning that will run 120 frames per second on the next gen? I don't know. 
PCs, yeah, you can get that. So we'll see how many devs will actually be running 120 frames per second on that system. Same thing for PlayStation 5. That'd be interesting to see. I think this is the the best news for Xbox since what was it E3 2013 or E3 2012 when it went to shit for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, their sales are fine. I mean, they're not anywhere near what they wanted, but they're getting their ecosystem in, and you know, I think they've got the right business plan to stay in it to win it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have 15 studios now. Because I don't know what moron decided that. Oh yeah, we can just survive on third parties. No, you can't. No. And their first, well, the first Xbox benefit greatly from the first parties. I mean, you know, if you saw Microsoft's, I can't remember what the name of it is now, but if you saw that logo, he's like, that's probably going to be a good game. Yeah. It's Microsoft Game Studios, right? Yeah. That was the original. Yeah. Um... They're just playing catch-up. That's what they're doing right now. I would imagine we will see more, hopefully, at E3. Because the only thing we saw right now was... I forgot the name. Game the game. That they showed us. At the Game Awards. They saw one game running. And it was in the engine. Hellblade 2. Hellblade 2. Hellblade. Yeah. That was a badass trailer, though I hated the first game, but still. And, of course, they talked up about the SSD and virtually no load times and all that. But, we'll see. And one other thing they talked about was quote, um, building on our compatibility promise with Xbox Series X, we're also investing in consumer-friendly pathways to game ownership across generations, leading the way with our first-party titles, including Halo Infinite in 2020. We're committed to ensuring that games from Xbox Game Studios support cross-generation entitlements and that your achievements and game saves are shared devices so you I guess what they're saying is okay so maybe you don't actually buy it when it comes out so you only have an Xbox One X but as soon as you do buy you know, the Series X say sometime later 2021 everything is going to go across the next gen so you're good to go Also, everything's going to be backward compatible from, I guess, the list that we already have. So, Xbox One all the way up to Xbox One 
x is going to be on the system. Yeah, well, that's definitely... Yeah, barring any licensing issues. Right. I mean, that's pretty exciting, honestly. I mean, to think that, you know, the games you buy now, and I would say in the future, it's going to be a lot more numerous titles that'll be backwards compatible versus, you know, like there's only what, like 15 original Xbox or something like that right now. Of course, that's licensing issues, like you said. Yeah. But I'd say the majority of them is going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, that's what Phil Spencer was talking about before. Like, the games on the original Xbox is like, it's extremely difficult because some of those studios have died. Like, who owns the rights to these games? Right. It's, it's difficult to do it. That's what they were originally trying to do with it wasn't Xbox Arcade, but it was when they were trying to basically make the Xbox an emulator for all the old Atari games. That was the problem. Who owned the rights to those games? Right. It, just, it was a great idea, but you just it was a failed concept. You just could not do it. The... Um, uh, looking at the size of it, you got room for this thing? Stacking it up on its. Standing it up or horizontal? Where are you going to put this thing? Yeah, I'm going to lay mine down. I, don't really, I think it looks kind of cool standing up, though. Yeah, well, I mean, if I laid it horizontal, the fan would be blowing right across the PlayStation, even though I never played the PlayStation. So I don't want to do that. So I got room. I got another stand over there, so I'll just move the Xbox out of the room. And the GameCube will go where the Xbox is, so it's all good. You know, I'm kind of shocked how little we play our PS4s. I think it's that ecosystem. Yeah. Well, I think what happened to me was where my 360 died and I went straight to PlayStation. And then when I got it back and they started giving me all those backward compatible games, I started building the library again. So that's what happened. Yeah. I just like, I don't, like, I think I've said it before on past episodes, but, like, I don't necessarily ever really chase achievements. Once in a blue moon, I'll chase something that catches my eye. But just the way that the Xbox shows your achievements and the sound that goes with it, it's just very appealing versus the way the PS4 does. Even though it's the same thing. Well, I don't like how it's right at the bottom of the screen. See, that doesn't bother me. But I can see where that'd be an issue. I mean, if I'm trying to read the uh, the text during the middle of a storyline, and then all of a sudden, boom, the achievement comes across. I'm, like, I'm right in the middle of trying to read the title, the um, 
Story. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. I mean, I think they've, they've changed that, though. I've noticed they're starting to put it at the upper left or upper right screen. No, I think oh, that's... Mine's down at the bottom. Well, lately it's been up at the upper left or upper right. I think that's up to the uh, developer to do that. Oh, yeah, we were playing Diablo 3, and they were at the bottom, so you might be right. That's an older game, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. Yeah. Been dragged back into that. Uh, so you're you're back into the um, China, Red China games, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun, though. Scott, was, Scott loves supporting the Reds. That's right. Communism, baby. Yeah. Well... I think that's all the game news, right? Um, because we don't really need to talk about the old story you have here because that stuff's almost gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. The only thing I can think of is, and I'd like to, I just now come across it, but apparently there was a big piece of info for the new Star Wars movie that was in Fortnite. You had to play Fortnite to get this. Oh. Uh. It was actually important, like to the story. So, just that's kind of mismanagement. You have to play Fortnite to get the well, story. We're probably the only like, people who don't play Fortnite. You gotta come. You gotta combine. You gotta get the companion book to get other pieces. And I think that's just kind of insanity that to understand the main plot points, you have to go do that stuff. But I don't know exactly what was on Fortnite. My kids play Fortnite a little bit. And I didn't see like the Millennium Falcon glider. It's pretty epic because um, it jumps into like a hyperspace with like the stars stretching out. And the lightsaber is cool and it actually does something like offensively and defensively. But yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Star Wars is all over a couple different games, including Battlefront 2's new stuff, which was pretty good. So that's about it for games, I'd say. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what this was about Fortnite and Star Wars, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fortnite seems like a pretty cool game. It's just nothing I play. Nah, I don't want to sit there and build stuff. I just want to go shoot people. Yeah. Well, a little bit. I hate getting freaking landing on the ground and. I run up to pick up my white weapon and someone has a freaking legendary. <laughs> it's yeah. like, screw this. Yeah, I'd rather just go back and play Quake. Yeah. Old Quake, not new Quake. Some real guns. maps with real guns. Okay, well, uh, Wonder Woman trailer. Let's do that. That's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. That was super exciting, actually. Uh, maybe DC's going to write the ship. We've had yeah. some good ones. Yeah, we got rid of the problem. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We got rid of the problem. Yeah. They just... Uh, hopefully there's enough change at WB that they can keep these movies high quality because Aquaman and Wonder Woman were pretty good still I haven't seen Aquaman but 
I think it's on my Voodoo. Can't yeah. swear to it, but I think. Yeah, we may not have to log in. So. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't want to do all that work. Uh, that's a lot of words I've got to type in. Um, is there any other trailers we're supposed to watch? Or it came out? Yes, there's something else besides Wonder Woman. Um, it's not on here anymore, but the oh CW bullshit. Have you been watching that? I haven't got to that yet. Once I found out about Tom Welling being Tom Welling, I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was horseshit. I told you it was horseshit. You knew it was going to be horseshit. Tom Willing, you're a bitch. Ghostbusters trailer. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. We love you, Tom Willing. <laughs> Just saying, man. Oh, my God. You got the keys to the kingdom, but fucking threw them in the drain. God. Ah, uh, that's horseshit. Come on, man. Yeah, but he's loaded. He gets checked every week. That show doesn't even air anymore, does it? How's he getting checked? I'm sure it's, it was on syndication. What was it on TNT? Mm. When I still had cable, you can watch it on TNT. Yeah, you got. I mean, every time I walk into Target or Walmart, the freaking Blu-rays are plastered everywhere. So, I mean, apparently it's still selling something. He was on there for like five minutes. Yeah, it was a total letdown without... What I read, sounds like a letdown. It was. I'll get around. The episodes are free. I mean, it was kind of cool. And then the whole scene was just like... I mean, it was a cool scene until it wasn't. Yeah, all my friends, they were just like, we should have known this was coming. It's Tom freaking Welling. Well, we should have known something yeah, like this. It was what we talked about. He's not going to put on the suit. It wasn't our Lex Luthor. It was Supergirl's Lex Luthor. And he even said the exact same line that we thought. Their Lex. He's like, and you take the fun out of everything. It's like, yeah, he fucking does. That's true. He, he does take the fun out of everything. That line is true. Tom Willing does take the fun out of everything. The whole thing was Tom decided that he was going to give up the suit to have a wife and kid. So it was just... Superman 2. He, he gave it all up. He gave up the powers. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a fuck. It's a fuck. It's a fuck. Uh, <sighs> well, we'll talk about the rest of the Star Wars stuff later. The Andalorian is good. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's had one episode that I didn't really care for, but everything else has been gold. Was that the episode with, um... The prison ship? 
No, that episode was good. Oh, I didn't like that one. Oh, that's when he's Batman. Yeah, that was the moment. But it the 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 other characters were so annoying in the delivery and their performances that I just wanted to strangle them all. That's, I was just, just that's why he did it. He killed them all. Yeah, he, yeah, because he couldn't stand them. That's the point. They were all assholes, like, and you you wanted to chick. come. The Twi'lek chick, she was freaking like walking around all like half crouched down, like just it was just dumb. Like just walk upright, like you normally would, you dumbass. I mean, Jesus, it was just it was just terrible, terrible, terrible characterizations, and it ruined the episode for me. Well, they were all assholes. You wanted to hate them, so they did their job. They were yeah, all I was not being assholes. It was just it was like I was watching fanfic assholes. <laughs> the, the, the one guy. And the costume design, the, the the blasters on the chest, cool idea, lame ass execution. I mean, the one I hated was the um, the atypical high place drifter type episode, where the town's being overrun by bad guys, and you gotta teach the town people how to fight. I didn't like that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it, but it was one of those, it was well executed, I think, but it was one of those, every TV show has done this. Yeah, I hate that. So, yeah. But it's hard to bitch about stuff being derivative when there's literally tens of thousands of stories out there. I mean, you're just, there's going to be crossover. The, um... Is there only seven or eight episodes? There's eight. So we still got one more to go. They waiting till the new year to give us the last episode? Uh, I believe it's Christmas Day. Oh, so it's tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. It's December 24th right now. So it'll be tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's after midnight. Yeah. My bad. And <laughs> we started recording on Monica and House Christmas Eve. Um, so. The worst line. <laughs> uh, all of it. Was I can't even remember the how he exactly said it. He's trying to eat me. That was so fucking horrible. Yeah, the uh, the acting can be a bit of a stretch. Like Gina Carano, she's not that great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but Nick Nolte is freaking awesome. Yeah. Spoilers? Are we spoiling? Uh, uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? No, not yet. All right, Nick Nolte's awesome. Yes. Just saying. I have spoken. Nick Nolte is awesome. Not only that, but like they really, when they designed the Ugnot, like you can tell it's Nick Nolte. <laughs> it, I was like, 
I was looking at it, not realizing it was Nick Nolte the first time I saw him. And I was like, why does this, th- this creature look so familiar? And I was like, yeah, when I heard oh, his voice, I was like, Nick, yeah, it's Nick Nolte. Yeah. I heard his voice. I'm like, wait a minute. And then when the credits rolled, I was like, Nick Nolte. Who the fuck was Nick Nolte? Oh, I actually figured that one out, buddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a super genius. Yeah. I just look like Nick Nolte and sounded like Nick Nolte, minus the whole calm way he speaks. <laughs> if, you, if you play it at 1.5 speed, everybody will know it's Nick Nolte. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you watch The Witcher? Any of it? Oh, and then we lose Scott. Oh, and Scott's back, and that was our show. Thanks. Hey, Scott. What the hell? I don't know what happened. Anyways. You're yes, on. I watched the first episode of The Witcher, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I told somebody this, and so I'll tell you and everybody else listening, which would be probably two people. Well, this is not a spoiler. This is a uh, there goes Scott again. Plus, Scott is using a Android device. Plus, he won't no. upgrade to something good. No, it's the freaking government snooping on me, man. They were cutting in. Uh-huh. Guys, can you come back when we're done with the episode, please. The uh, once you get to episode four, is when they start going back and forth in storytelling. So, and they do not tell you, hey, we're going back in time, and then we're going to cut forward in time. So, you're going to have jump cuts. So, it's going to be that way for the remainder of the season. So don't get confused. So I saw people oh. online get confused. Got your have a. I think it's right at the beginning of episode four. You have a. What the fuck? So, don't worry. You won't be confused now. I'll probably make it. That's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah the first episode was pretty good. Yeah, he's a uh, he's an awesome girl. Just like we thought. I finished um, Dark Crystal. That was really good. Oh, my God. I couldn't make it past the movie. You couldn't make it past the movie. I barely could make it past the movie. I was like, this is trash. This is trash. You don't like the Dark Crystal movie? No. Holy shit. Trash. How how did I not know this after 20 years of knowing you? This is trash. It's trash. It's trash. It's, it's horrible trash. I like the show better than I do the movie. I'm not even going to try. Mm, well, don't try it. <laughs> I'm not going to try I mean, it has to be better, but... Ooh. I mean, looking at it, there's a lot of things they could do better. 
Maybe it's a product of his age. I suppose. But if you don't like that, then you won't like the new show because it's basically the same. It's the same. It's like they dug Skeksis creatures out of mothballs and out of the closet and just freaking I mean it's the same yeah I mean I like the character design in the world but it's just the way it was done yeah well it's pretty damn good it's Game of Thrones with puppets (laughs) and no sex I guess there's no sex (laughs) no well I think we're done so, unless there's anything else before we get to our last two topics, because I know you really need to get on to the Star Wars thing. It's going to take you a while. Oh, here we go. One more thing. WWE Hall of Fame has a special introduction. The NWO is going to the Hall of Fame. Well, that's, I mean, they changed wrestling forever. Both good and bad. (laughs) They stole all the viewers from WWE, and then it was the same episode for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Over and over and over and over. Yeah. Well, if it would have just stayed uh, Hall Nash 6... Would have been fine, but they, um, I had the NWOB team and everybody else in there, and he fucking killed it. He killed the Golden Goose. Got too big. But we had some great times, though. 95, 96. It was a glorious time. Hogan turned on Luger. Sorry, bring that up, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was fucking awesome when he was the third man. That was yeah. good times. Bash at the Beach, '96. Never forget. It was great back then. And uh, on that note, coming up next month. New Japan Tokyo Dome show. Two nights. So, hopefully Scott will be able to watch the matches. We can review them. When's when's that? It'll be January 3rd and 4th, I think. Or 4th and 5th. There's two night shows. What's the main event? Uh, there's two nights, so I think Jericho Jericho's working Tanahashi, the one of them, and there's gonna be um, Ibushi is working. Ah, I forgot who he's working. The whole thing is on the second night <clears throat> they're, they're doing the whole double belt thing because everybody wants Okada's belt so they're going to try to get a double champion 
Okada's like, okay, whatever. So let's uh, let's go through this list here from 1997. Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, Diddy Kong Racing, Final Fantasy VII, GoldenEye, Double Seven, Mario Kart 64, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, Parappa the Rapper, Quake, Saturn, I guess, <clears throat> Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Star Fox 64, WCW versus NWO World Tour. There's that NWO again. Tomb Raider 2 for PlayStation 1. Crash Bandicoot 2. Turok. Need for Speed. Quake 2. Mega Man 8. Mega Man X4. Man. Uh, King of Fighters 97. The Lost Vikings 2. Fighters Mega Mix. And Kirby Streamland. Three. Okay, Scott, call it. Heads. Hey Siri, flip a coin. It's tails this time. Ooh, it's tails. And I've gotten slaughtered. Hmm. <clears throat> Not my type of game. Lost Vikings too. I've never heard any love for Lost Vikings, too. The original Lost Vikings, I heard. Yeah. Kind of shocked that there was Super Nintendo games coming out in 97. Um, I would cut... It's a pretty good list. <laughs> uh... Shit. I would cut Crash Bandicoot. It's a poor man's Mario. Are you there? Yep. Um... Ooh. Oh, boy. I never liked it. Turox. Gotta go. I can see that. I mean, I liked it, but... It has some issues. Control scheme and... Fog. Draw distance. Uh... I'd say King of Fighters 97... Just because King of Fighters bosses are bullshit. Really good games, but their bosses are bullshit. Straight cheat mode. Just like Street Fighter 2 arcades. Cheat modes. Fighters Mega Mix. You can play as a Daytona USA car. <laughs> yeah. Beat the fuck out of people with a car. 
It's a good game, but yeah. I mean, it's just... It's a novelty. Uh, I'm going to say... Cut... Uh, Parappa the Rapper. Oh, man. Seriously? Yep. It's a good game. Uh, quick Saturn. And just to point out, we don't include PC games, but this was a banner fucking year for PC games. <laughs> wow. Um, I would say... I would have to let... Tomb Raider 2 go. So this is getting tough. Well, I would cut Quake 2. Remember, these are the console versions, not the PC versions. Mega Man X4. Um, Mega Man 8. Okay, top 10. Castlevania, Symphony Night, Diddy Kong, Racing, Final Fantasy 7, Golden Eye. Uh, Mario Kart Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Star Fox 64 WCW vs. NWO World Tour Need for Speed 2 and Kirby's Dreamland. Whose turn is it? Mine? Your turn. Ew. Oh boy. Need for Speed. Diddy Kong Racing. I was never a fan of... I mean, I like the game, don't get me wrong, but it just the aesthetic and the look of it turned me off from day one, even as a kid. Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Just Diddy Kong Racing always annoyed me. Top five. 
shit, Scott. Alright. How about, um... No. Ah, never liked it. Final Fantasy VII, you got to go. Holy shit. So yeah, we're going to have like one subscriber tomorrow. It's going <laughs> to be me and you with two subscribers. Um, WCW versus huh. NWA World Tour. What? Yeah, I played the balls out of that, but I like everything on the list a little bit better. WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, but Kirby's Dreamland 3 is not a good Kirby game. Well, you can rectify that. Oh, fucker. <laughs> Kirby 3, you got to go. Got to go, yo. You're gone, son. Pretty sure this list is the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say it's exactly in order. Yeah. All right. Castlevania Symphony Night, Golden Eye Devil, Seven, Mario Kart 64, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, and Star Fox 64. There's your yeah, list. Yeah, I played the shit on all those. Hmm. That's a hell of a year for games. Yeah. At first, it didn't seem like it was, and then. Well, there you go. There's your top five. Yeah, that's your top five. Yeah. As far as New Japan goes, uh, night one is uh, Jay White versus Naito and Okada versus Ibushi. And the winner of those matches will face each other on uh, night two. That's the way it works. Night two uh, is uh, Tanahasi Jericho. Alright, are we ready for spoilers? Yep. So, that was it for the show. If you do not want to hear spoilers for Last Jedi, no Last Jedi. Well, yeah, if you haven't seen Last Jedi, don't listen to this part either. Spoilers for any Star Wars, Mandalorian, or anything Star Wars related. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. So, Scott, talk to us about the rise of Palpatine. All right. Rise of Palpatine. Where to begin? Well, I'll state, I'll state this right off the bat. I actually enjoyed the film quite a bit. But I went into it not giving a fuck if Godzilla was the goddamn Dark Lord of the Sith behind everything. Because of the previous film. 
So just understand that, you know, my expectations were in a fucking hole that the depths of the abyss. (laughs) I mean, this is some Cthulhu crap right there. That's how deep that shit goes. So, but anyways, I did actually like the movie a lot. When I look at it as part of a nine film saga, it, it falls short. The entire sequel trilogy does not appear to have been planned out in advance. Um, it's, you know, I, if you follow social media, you know what the fucking shitstorm has been for the last two years. You got one side hollering one thing, another side hollering another, and both sides blaming it on something that has nothing to do with why they like or dislike the fucking movie. And the problem with fucking Revenge or Rise of Skywalker if you look at social media right now is, you know, everybody's pissed off at JJ from, you know, trying to fix some of last Jedi, but really the, the blame for that lays at fucking Ryan Johnson's feet, Kathleen Kennedy's feet and JJ Abrams feet equally because they didn't have a cohesive fucking storyline planned in advance. That being said, I really feel like reading the spoilers for, Rise of Skywalker and then seeing how it was executed. Plus, some of that stuff wasn't actually accurate. Most of it was, but some of it didn't stick. Um, It's a little different when you see it on screen. And then, again, I'm looking at it from the lens of, well, Last Jedi took things in a fucking completely different direction than what was set up in Force Awakens. So, what the fuck? In a vacuum, I think it's a pretty good movie. It's a good popcorn action sci-fi flick. Um, Ray, like right off Jump Street, her and the other characters are on equal footing for once. They go together instead of splitting up. Um, that's something because in the other movies, she was always running off, running off, and she was kind of annoying with it. And then in this one, she was trying to run off, and uh, they were just like, no, we got to work together to get this done. And, you know, she got off her high horse and you know, she, she kind of had to step down and accept help for once. So there was like, Holy shit. There's a little bit of character development. She's listening. She's other outside perspectives work with her. Um, but there was this typical JJ Abrams fucking opening with this stupid ass, uh, light speed jumping thing they were doing called light skipping, I think. And, this is one of the big issues I have with J.J. Abrams and Star Wars, besides storytelling, is hyperspace, like, if you watch A New Hope, he, when Han Solo and them go to to Alderaan, they got a set on the ship for an extended period of time. Like, they got time to train and do all this other stuff. Did it take them a couple hours to get to Alderaan? Did it a, couple, a day, two days? I don't know. It just seems like you can't just hit the button and you're instantly there. So... When they travel on light speed in the new Star Wars movies, like it's literally a five second journey anywhere in the universe. They fucking tap the button and they're on one planet. Tap the button, they're on another planet. And that's what the whole light skipping thing was. But, you know, once you get past that, you get into the meat of the story and they're trying to there's been a broadcast with from Emperor Palpatine and that's the thing from freaking Fortnite. The broadcast was played on Fortnite. The broadcast isn't in the movie. It's in Fortnite. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. 
<laughs> you find out there's a broadcast through exposition or through the opening text. I can't remember. But the actual broadcast was played out on fucking Fortnite. <laughs> That's stupid. That's fucking retarded. So anyways, um, Chewbacca and Ray and Poe and Finn go off on their adventure and they're trying to find their way to the Sith world to where they can locate Palpatine and there's a big Sith fleet and Kylo Ren is going to accept this Sith fleet as long as he does what Palpatine wants, which is destroy Ray. And of course, I mean, it's been a pretty big spoiler that's been in the title of like YouTube videos and stuff and people not giving a fuck about putting it on Twitter. So I'd say most people already knew Palpatine was, um, or that Kylo was going to get this fleet. Um, the, the trailer told us Palpatine was back clearly, but it never explains how Palpatine comes back. You got to, you got to figure out whether he was a clone or if he crawled out of the fucking wreckage of the death star, which somehow landed on indoor and didn't wipe out all life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but they got this dagger and that they go find this dagger on this, uh, this yet another desert planet. And the, apparently the dagger, which the dagger doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but the dagger is like a map to where you can find the Sith artifact that will lead you to Exegol, which is Palpatine's planet. So we're back to looking for another map. So when they get to where they find the Death Star, because the dagger says something right into her, I guess, they, if, they, if you hold the dagger up, on in the sky with the Death Star wreckage behind it. It's shaped like the wreckage on one side, so that tells you exactly where the Sith artifact's at. But the thing that doesn't make sense with that is whoever wrote that and designed that dagger did it for Palpatine. <laughs> Which means Palpatine already knows where Exegol's at. And so why would he be needing a map for people to point him? He's in ability to talk to anybody anywhere in the universe <laughs> and if the artifact's so important why doesn't i mean someone had to go there and draw the fucking map so why don't they just pick it up to begin with just the dagger doesn't make sense it's fucking stupid but anyways that leads ray and um kylo to a big fight on the wreckage of the death star and we've definitely gotten some strong hints that she's palpatine's daughter at this point because um, she uses force lightning on a spaceship. And on top of that, her force abilities, she is extremely powerful. Like, she blows anything in the previous movies out of the water. Um, she looks more like Starkiller from the Force Unleashed games. Mm -hmm. She's like that power crazy. Like, just able to fucking yank ships out of the sky and everything else. And, which is fine. I mean, I don't really give a shit. I, I like expanding the abilities of the force to a point. My issue with hers is like, where did all this come from? You know, where was her training at? Yada, yada. But anyways, um, they get in a big fight and lo and behold, Ray actually loses. She doesn't just fucking smash his face in like she did the previous two times. Um, and you know, that is a big step for the character. It shows she can fail. So that, made her a little weaker in one area, even though she was stronger in others. Um, and at this point, Leia is able to sense what's going on with the battle. And she knows there's this big struggle. She knows that Kylo is, is thinking about the light side a little bit. 
and she knows that Ray is in danger. So by force projecting her voice across the galaxy, Leia is able to stop Kylo right as he's getting ready to deliver the death blow by speaking his name. It freezes him for a second, which Ray takes that opportunity to stab him through the guts. <laughs> and them. Oh, yeah, she straight prison shanks his ass. It's great. I was like, that is so much better than her fucking just smashing him. <laughs> I mean, he beat her in the fight. She was done. And... But but Leia dies from the exertion just like Luke does. So she craps out. Um, now I'm out of order here because this movie does have some pretty high speed pacing, and it's kind of hard for me to get back. So it's kind of like hard. Last for Jedi, it's all fucked up. It's all fucked up, yeah. But. Leia dies. They explain that. And, you know, it's a good death. She's taking her chance. But that what happens next is Kylo's got the big hole in his belly and he's dying. And Ray gets down and force uses the force to heal him. And so the two events kind of are finally what shakes his foundation enough that he that it crumbles. I guess. Um, so she leaves Kylo on the indoor and escapes. And Kylo stands up and he's looking out over the ocean. And there's a voice behind him that says something like, you know, what are you doing, kid? Or do it, kid? Or something like that. And he turns around and Han Solo's standing there. Oh, there we go. And it's, I get, the Han Solo tells him he's just a memory. Um, which I think is a piss poor way of, of framing this scene because the scene's like really well done otherwise. I mean, let's just say that Han is finding a way to reach out from the other side and that visually Kylo's filling in the gaps. And Han convinces Re Kylo to get rid of the lightsaber. So it kind of plays out the scaffolding scene from Force Awakens, some of the same dialogue is delivered, but then the the answer given or the follow-up dialogue is different. And then Kylo turns around um, after this touching moment with his father, and he throws his lightsaber into the ocean. And when he turns back around, Han is gone. Now, I've skipped over a bunch of shit here, because like I said, I'm out of order, but the pacing of this film is, is pretty high-paced, so it's easy, if you've only seen it once, to not kind of stay on track. If I backpedal just a little bit, Kylo and Ray have an encounter on another where one they're on the same planet, but Ray ends up up on a star destroyer. Kylo's on the planet and they like using like this force projection teleportation thing. They have a lightsaber battle, even though they're not actually occupying the same space. And he's able to also snatch a necklace off of her um, neck and teleport it completely across the galaxy in another scene which is where we think Chewie dies, even though he actually doesn't die, he survives. And Lando comes in and tells him about, you know, the bounty hunter and 
or the 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 Sith guy, the guy that worked for Palpatine, um, and helps lead him to where Luke had been looking for um, a Sith artifact, which was the dagger. But he can force project something across the universe and not die yet. Leia and Luke die. Yes, like he can he can pull it from across the galaxy and fucking Luke dies. And this is the thing that really fucking chaps my ass about this whole fucking sequel trilogy and fucking Luke dying. Well, listen, I don't have a problem with Luke dying. I like that Luke set himself up as this great big mythological figure. And I like that Luke did, and I hate to use this stupid phrase because they said it like 55 times in Last Jedi, but that Luke was a spark to get, you know, other people to help the fucking resistance. And, you know, Luke going out the way he did wasn't the worst thing in the fucking world. It's just everything before he went out the way he did makes it fucking dog shit. Like, I'm fine with Luke dying. I just wish he had been more meaningful than just coming in at the last second and and just being fucking eye candy. But regardless, this is my fucking big issue. If you can teleport goddamn necklaces across the galaxy and you can fucking force heal people with no fucking training, then why the fuck did J.J. Abrams just not have Luke teleport himself somewhere else and start the movie that way? Like, when Luke disappears at the end of the fucking movie... You want to subvert expectations? Everybody and their fucking mother is sure that guy is dead. Here we go. No, he's not dead. He just tapped into a new power in the force since we're going to do it anyways and teleported across the fucking galaxy. Yeah. And now he's he's weakened and he's fucking alone and blah, 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 blah. And he's got to find his way back to the resistance and, and Ray and them. I mean, th- that could have been your subplot running on the side. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, he teleported back to Tatooine or something. He went back home. Yeah, he went back home. I mean, there was literally no fucking good reason they didn't write that, that he came fucking back. <laughs> I'm, I mean, just just say that he never fucking died. He teleported across the fucking galaxy. The fucking end. Now we can have a more meaningful fucking adventure with Luke Skywalker that everybody's waited 42 fucking years to see, and we got jack shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's 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 mind-blowing. I guess it's because there was only one person that had absolute control of Star Wars, and that was George Lucas. If it had been anything else to where one man didn't have absolute control over it, there's no way they wouldn't have made more movies before the prequels. They would have followed up with the sequel trilogy long ago. Any other fucking property that makes the money that Star Wars makes, that sells the tickets that that franchise sells, would have made more movies. But instead, we had to wait 40 fucking years, and we didn't get jack shit. We got the coolest fucking setup ever, and then the follow-up was a fucking dog shit. And then in Revenge of the Sith, he's got like fucking two minutes of screen time. Literally. He has a conversation with fucking Rey, and that's, that's, that's all there is of Luke Skywalker. Well, I'm glad we fucking dragged his ass out of fucking retirement. So, but anyways, I think that there's no way J.J. Abrams didn't think of this to bring Luke back with teleportation. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way he didn't do it. I bet he was overruled by the big wigs, but I ain't gonna get into why I think he was overruled. But that's just just the way that just the way it is. He was. There's no fucking way because because. 
I mean, he clearly doesn't give a shit about what come before. Uh, look at Star Trek. Look at the other Star Wars movies. And, you know, just just fix this. The biggest fucking complaint about Last Jedi is the way Luke was handled. You can fix this so easy. Nope. But we're going to retcon everything else from fucking Last Jedi. They go they go to great pains on five or six big elements from the last movie to say, hey, this either doesn't work or can't happen again or something. You know, um, Rose Tico is relegated to the fucking background. She's got like fucking 60 seconds of screen time. Uh, so we can introduce yet another new character, another new character where she could have filled that same role of being the person that comes up the way to fix the Falcon. I mean, it's just, it's just dumb. And then, uh, the Holdo maneuver where Holdo flies the capital ship. And she throws the hyperspace engine on and rams the Imperial fleet and wipes out like the entire fucking first order fleet. And the big thing on the internet was, well, shit, that just invalidates all weapons in star Wars. Because as long as you have a solid enough object that's got a fucking engine on it, you can point it at anything, throw it in hyperspace, and it's got like Death Star powered, uh, Death Star level power for a fraction of the fucking material cost. It, it, it literally made capital ships the most powerful weapon in the universe. And people said, man, that's just, that makes a logical mess of everything in Star Wars, which is already a logical mess. And But they took great pains for Finn to say, well, no, that's a one in a million move. I don't ever work again. And, you know, there's just there's several things like that. And so, again, back to the Luke Skywalker thing. Why the fuck couldn't you just fix that, too, while you're at it? I mean, you're already in the fucking hole, you know, so just fucking fix it while you're there. But no, we can't do that. But whatever. I, I, did I say I like this movie? I'm sorry to change my mind. Uh, well, yeah, like you said, uh, it's fun. In the vacuum, you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to talk about the rest of the saga. It's fun in a vacuum. It's a piss-poor follow-up to Last Jedi, and Last Jedi was a piss-poor follow-up to fucking Force Awakens. I mean, I you know... The only thing you like is Force Awakens. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Yeah, Force Awakens was a safe rehash of A New Hope, but it did set up another film it did set up these character stories and then none of that shit was followed through on yeah. uh, anyways back to rise of skywalker and off my soapbox about fucking luke jesus christ um well i mean even mark hamill's fucking said shit i mean john boyega come out a couple weeks ago and he made a couple fucking comments about last jedi jj yeah. abrams has made some comments about last jedi i mean well, it's very fucking yeah. clear there's some discontent with last jedi amongst the people that had the the ability to affect change. Well, it's over now. They can talk about it. Yeah, but I'm just shocked they were doing it before the film came out. That's the big kicker. Well, you know. it's, it's, what are they going to do? Edit them out of the movie? They could have fucking fixed it. <laughs> they could have fixed it with the teleportation, man. Ugh. Anyways, so anyways, back to Rise of Skywalker. Um, you got a kick-ass space battle at the end. You got an expansion of the fucking Emperor's power, which was freaking awesome. What it is is basically he's wanting Rey to take over the Sith. He's 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 a rot he's falling apart, he's rotting away. And I don't know if it's because he's a clone or the dark side's eating him up, something. But on Exegol, there's this like big Sith cult. And 
you know, there's this big, huge fleet of Star Destroyers, and there's thousands of them. And these Star Destroyers have a laser on the bottom of them, bottom of them that is has the destructive power of a Death Star. So now you have small mobile ships that can go all over the galaxy and blow up planets. So we've uh-huh. returned to Death Star again. Oh, yeah, if you look at those Star Destroyers, they have a cannon on the bottom. It breaks planets apart. It's a Death Star laser. How do they have that much power? I I guess in 40 years they've been able to micro uh, engineer the technology somewhat. Oh, it's yeah. a different looking laser. It does. It's not the green laser, but regardless, it it, it blows a planet up. They demonstrate it and blow a planet up. <sighs> so we're rehashing Return of the Jedi. We instead of instead of Death Star two, we've got. What the stand-in for Death Star 2 is 10,000 fucking Star Destroyers with planet-cracking lasers on them. All right, whatever. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's definitely not the worst thing in the, tr- in the trilogy. <laughs> so, um, anyways, well, Kylo Ren's went to the light side. Palpatine's, you know... Um, so, I, so after he had his moment with his dad and he got stabbed in the gut decides I'm a good guy now. Right. So Emo Vader turns. He's like, gosh, I'm a good guy now. I know it. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Sorry <laughs> I stabbed you in the guts. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to write like an email to everybody that their families that I murdered. And, um, oh yeah, I like mind raped this woman. So pretty sure she's in love with me now. That's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's not my sister, is she? Yeah. So, anyways, Ray runs off to the planet from Last Jedi. I think it's called Acto, and that's where Luke was hiding. And she goes back there. She decides she's going to be a fucking hermit too because she knows she's tempted by the dark side. She's like, I'm just gonna do what Luke did. I'm gonna hide. And she sets the the Tie Fighter, the Tie Interceptor. She sets it on fire, and so she can't escape. And she takes her lightsaber and she throws it into the fire. It's Anakin Luke's lightsaber. Well, Luke's force ghost reaches out and catches the lightsaber. And he says, you know, you should show more respect for the weapon of a Jedi. Again, undoing the last Jedi when Luke tosses lightsaber away like it's a piece of fucking trash. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Last Jedi? I saw the how it should have ended commentary on it okay i'm pretty sure they did the whole fucking toss the lightsaber thing in that yeah so (laughs) the way they did it they they uh she gives it to him he said is it the green one she said no he tosses i wanted the green one yeah that's pretty good (laughs) so which is just a fucking infuriating because for 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 as derivative as force awakens was the Luke Skywalker ending was fucking epic. And then we shit all over it in the first five seconds of the next movie. So Luke tells her, you know, you gotta, you're going to have to go fight, blah, 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 blah. He gets his two minutes of screen time. He, he writes the, this, he, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, this fucking scene from last year is bullshit. That was the whole, that's basically the whole purpose of that scene is to get Luke Skywalker some FaceTime and to fucking say the last Jedi was bullshit. So then Ray goes to fucking Exegol. She, Luke raises his X-wing out of the ocean, and Ray flies off to fight Palpatine. Oh, 
Yeah. So we get a rehash of the big fucking moment from Empire Strikes Back. I think it even uses the same music. Oh, so, cool. yeah, that's that's kind of bull. And uh, I mean, it could just been parked. But anyways, <laughs> Palpatine is fucking not the problem with this movie. Palpatine is fucking awesome. He's got an awesome character design. He's fucking well acted. His dialogue's pretty good, other than they rehashed some stuff he said before. Uh, He's always said the same shit over and over again. Strike strike me down. (laughs) Remember? And the guy, something, 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 dark side. So it's... it's He does a lot of that shit. So, Ray goes to face him, and... She talks to him, and he's like, you're my granddaughter. I'm going to turn over the Sith to you. And we get the exact same setup that we did in Return of the Jedi. There's a the Rebel fleet's up in space above Rey, getting the fucking shit kicked out of them. And the Emperor's like, if you fucking turn to the dark side, you can save your friends. That whole exact same setup. That's you can know- consume you, dark side. Something's yeah. Up. yeah. Yeah. You can save your friends. You can rule the galaxy however you want to however you want to rule it, but the Sith will rule. But here's the kicker. All of the Sith are in me. A thousand generations of Sith are in me. So through the dark side of the force, basically the emperor has a uh what's the word I'm looking for? He's legion basically. Basically, but there's a word that would fit it, but that that works too. He's basically Legion, but he doesn't exactly have access to their power. But if she strikes him... He's a conduit. There we go. If she strikes him down, then he will enter her body, and he will be reborn in her. So it's almost kind of like a Chucky Child's Play kind of (laughs) thing. But, I, I mean, she would still be her. I'm, I'm guessing she would have the influence of a thousand generations of Sith on her, but she would be able to access all that power. And the Emperor's strong. He's dangerous. He's deadly, but he's not what he turns into here in a minute. And so Kylo comes in and fights the Knights of Ren, and he goes into the throne room to stop Rey, and oh, she's Rey. she's agreed to hack him down. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna gut you, you old bastard," and she's gonna she's gonna become the Empress, and She's tempted by the dark side. And Kylo, whatever, him showing up convinces her not to. They try to take on the Emperor. He for- grabs him with the Force and like slams him on the ground because he is still very powerful. And he sucks the life force out of him. Skywalker slammed, yeah! <laughs> yeah, basically. And what happens is that when he takes the life force out of him, the Emperor realizes something he hadn't caught before, that these two are some – like because of the two powerful bloodlines they come from, that they're like a a focal point of the Force. So what he gets is like absolute raw, untapped Force and life Force combined, and it regrows his body and, and heals him. Power. So now, power. now, yeah, <laughs> now he doesn't need Ray. Now he's what Ray would have been if she had killed him. And he unleashes a force storm on the rebel fleet and he's able to fucking bring the rebel fleet down. And 
using his force lightning. Like he is fucking powerful. Like it's like some. I mean, it's it, it's beyond. He's just the most powerful being in the universe. He's like Thor. So, oh yeah, he's like Thor, definitely. So when fucking Kylo and her go to stop him, he grabs Kylo with the force and throws him in a hole. And so that takes Kylo out of the fight. And Ray um, gets a shit kicked out over by the Emperor. Okay, so she fucking falls down on the ground. He's used the force to fuck her up, and he's going to kill everything. All the fucking heroes are fucking falling out of the sky. You know, Lando, uh, Wedge Antilles makes a cameo. It's pretty cool. Poe, the, the whole fuck, the fleet's fucked. And then you start hearing voices, and it's all the Jedi that come before talking to Ray. And so basically what they do is the same thing the Sith have done with Palpatine is the Jedi are like, well, you have a thousand generations of Jedi in you. So you start hearing the, they actually hired the actors that played the roles. You hear Anakin, you hear Obi-Wan, Yoda, uh, Ahsoka Tano, uh, Mace Windu. All of them are just like, you know, come on, get up. You got this, do this, whatever they're saying, you know, and, um, then she gets up and she has the full force of the Jedi in her and she's able to cross sabers and redirect the Emperor's lightning back into him and it absolutely just fucking disintegrates his ass and there you go, the Emperor's beat. So the spaceships are able to fucking take off flying and start fucking up the Empire or the First Order and Kylo crawls out of the hole. Ray dies from the exertion. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she is she burns out and Kylo puts his hand on her belly and he transfers all of his life force into Ray. She wakes back up. They share a big kiss. They look like they're fucking in love. And he fucking slumps and he slumps over dead and disappears. He dissipates. Yeah. Oh, so life force. So the fucking hero, so the Empire's defeated, the Palpatine's defeated, the First Order's defeated, and Rey and all of her, you know, Chewbacca, Lando, and all them, Poe, Finn, they all get back on their planet, and they all, like, hug it up, and Lando's hitting on some random chick who's probably his daughter, and, uh, because that's what they're hinting, and I guess that was a sort of companion book that actually is his There's daughter. A TV series coming out. Disney Plus, it's going to be Lando and his daughter. Their adventures. Yep. I'm all for it. If I get if I get to see Billy D. Williams out fucking running around, sign me up. Yeah. But anyways, or even that other guy if they want to go back in time, the the Donald Glover I think was his name. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I love to see that. Yeah, you give me a Lando TV show, I will watch that shit. So Chewbacca gets Han's medal. Leia left it behind for him. And um, Ray, the last scene of the movie is Ray goes back to Luke's old home on Tatooine. And, you know, the sand is blown into the hole and into the, the house and all that stuff. And she's kind of sitting there and she buries Luke and Leia's lightsaber because Leia did have a lightsaber. I forgot about that. That's where she got two lightsabers to fight the emperor with. Mm. And... um. Which earlier in the movie, there was a flashback to Luke and Leia training where they used their de-aged faces. That was yeah. kind of cool. And um, But anyways, 
the uh, reason Leia quit her Jedi training was she saw a vision of Ben turning into something dark. So she thought if she got away from the whole Jedi thing, maybe that would help. But for whatever reason, they sent him with Luke to train anyways. And well, you see what we got. And, uh, so she buries their lightsabers in the sand and then she stands there and this fucking old woman's riding by on some sort of animal. And she's like, well, who are you? And she's like, Ray, what's your last name? And she sits there for a second. She looks over to the side and Leia and Luke's force ghost are looking at her smiling. And she says, Skywalker and the movie goes off. So. She's Ray Skywalker, which I think it's fucking not earned, but whatever. So the bloodline's dead. The Skywalker bloodline's gone. They're all dead. They all died fucking doing nothing. And uh, yeah, they all. Oh, I lived through her because I put my life force in her. Now she's a Skywalker. I love her. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I had one. I had a friend that texted me a little while ago and was like. Why couldn't they just live together happily ever after? I'm like, because he's a goddamn space Nazi murderer. Who should, <laughs> <laughs> should fucking hang? You know, I don't give a fuck if he had a redemptive act. His fucking ass needs to hang. Yeah. She's like, why cosmic justice? I'm like, yeah, you're fucking, why the hell would you want her? If, first off, if War you had crime, a dude man, shit. rapes your fucking mind, that's what he did. He mind raped the fuck out of her twice. That's, 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 like a Vulcan mind meld, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what an invasion of your fucking soul it is that some dude enters your mind with fucking superpowers. That's fucked up. That's yeah. Fucked up. Like, if you could really do that in real life, there would be fucking crimes for that shit. They yeah. would be against the law, you know? So, on top of that, he hacks villagers to pieces. He orders the fucking mass murder like Einsatzgruppen style, like the fucking Germans did in World War II, just fucking line them up and shoot them. He's fucking blowed up five planets in one movie. Yeah, uh, that's billions of people he's murdered. Got he's, a, yeah. he's one of the biggest, ma- he's probably got a bigger kill count than fucking Palpatine. I, Palpatine was only responsible for one planet. <laughs> this motherfucker helped blow up five. So, you know, I'm just saying like, the idea that you, you know, that that these two should be together is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, fucking. Hard. Eventually, Vader found his way, but Vader like was seduced to the dark side. Had Vader not died, he would have faced war crimes and been executed. Yeah. If he would have let him take him hostage. Vader's thing was he was seduced to the dark side. This guy just he went. Yeah, like, well... He I lost mean, his humanity. Yeah, to a point. One, one, thing, point. one thing is you're seduced, and, and the other guy's just... He, he went. Like, Anakin got caught up in it. Yeah. Like, Anakin, his he, fucking rage... Like, when he kills that fucking village for killing his mother... Yeah. I ain't gonna tell you... I'm gonna tell you right now, if I had his fucking power, and that shit happened... And I could, you know, you killed my fucking mother, and you're, you're, you know, I probably would have done the same thing. Like when people talk about, you know, Luke or Anakin turning, like I don't have any problem with him fucking hacking the fucking yeah, same. Uh, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have killed the children. Let me say that. Well, there's a, a legal finch. It was a, 
what's it called? I forgot. Uh, Are you of no, no, it's crime of passion. Crime of passion, yeah. Hey, we got like second degree manslaughter fifty times over. So, <laughs> yeah, fifty times <laughs> over. Yeah. yeah. So I mean he's going to prison for life, but he wouldn't have got the death penalty. Yeah. But you know, like the when when Obi Wan in the original trilogy explains what happens to Vader, yeah. it's you're seduced, but it's almost like a possession. What, where, where, to me, and I may be wrong on this, my understanding of the force and the dark side and everything was that if you opened yourself by giving in to hate and anger, then that gave the dark side the opportunity to take you. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could go willingly, but if you just left yourself vulnerable, then the dark side could take you. So it's almost like a possession. It yeah. twists and bends you to its will rather than the other way around. And now you're out doing all these heinous things. Yeah, and he was already open because of... He was yeah. trying to get his mother back. He lost his mother and he was trying to save Padme right. from... But the prequels yeah. kind of fuck that up a little bit. That, you know, it, it's not a possession. It's... it's it's. Well, I don't not, know. not really. When, and he was saying that the... Uh, Vader seduced... And murdered your father? He kind of did. Yeah, that to me, that sounds like a possession. Yeah. You know, no, it's not some fucking demon, but it's it's the dark side latching on to the dark part of a human soul or a, a sentient being in, in that universe's soul, and that's what creates the monster. That, that, that Anakin, without the dark side's influence, would never have done the things that he did. But then the prequels, you have the crime of passion, which... Okay, maybe that is the thing that opened him up. I don't know. But it just seems like such a leap of logic for him to go from fucking, damn, what have I done? To hacking up fucking Jedi babies. Well, but anyways, he, well, I he, he never apologized for it. I dig right. I digress. Go back to... Um, Kylo Ren. Ben, ben, ben Solo. Okay. Where's the seduction? There wasn't one, was there? I don't know. And you can't really apply like this dark side possession thing. So what I'm getting at, the point I'm trying to make... He just want to be like is, his, his granddaddy. Yeah. But he, the point I'm, I want power. to make is without some sort of possessive type element of the dark side, then it's hard to forgive Kylo. It's hard to justify having feelings for a man like that, <laughs> you know. I mean, would, would would if if Ray was to suddenly be transported to the Earth where she didn't have to fight this way and she just became a citizen, would she be Ted Bundy's fucking pen pal? No. Do you get what I'm saying? It's fucking retarded. It's stupid. He's a fucking he's he's as bad as Ted Bundy, except I guess he's not a fucking necrophiliac. Yeah. But he's he's murdered so many more, you know. And I think it's a big failing on the writers, you know, for all the, and I'm not going to take sides here, but there's been a lot of stuff about, you know, men and women and gender and the roles and patriarchy and stuff. Some of that's hovered around this trilogy. So why would you write <laughs> that a female or anyone should fall in love with a dude like that? It's fucking ignorant. 
It's absolutely fucking ignorant that that's the message you would try to send. Maybe it's because she's the only one like her. I... The fuck? Oh, yeah, Finn's Force-sensitive. The the storm the Finn guy, he's Force-sensitive. So he's not the only fucking one like her. Well, power-wise... It should have been Finn and fucking Ray. Power-wise, he's the only one that can actually... Match her? Go, no, go through what... Finn will never understand what she's going through. Right. Emotionally, physically... All that bullshit. Finn's just like cleaning shit. Right? Yeah. Right. He was a stormtrooper. That was it. But I mean, if you want to get down to like all the bullshit, Kylo's got it. He's got all the emotional trauma that she's going through. True. So on a psychological level, they can match. Finn yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he fucking tries to kill her like multiple times over. He's trying to twist her fucking soul to the dark side to make her a fucking murderer too. I mean, well, if it wasn't for Leia, sac- I mean, his mother had to sacrifice her own life to stop him from stabbing Ray in the face. Look, I'm not making excuses for it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying. He stabbed his dad in the fucking chest while his dad professed his fucking love for him. Well, his dad knew that's the only way he can get him to turn to uh, the light side. Is And ultimately, that sacrifice is what gets him to turn to the light side. Well, because he knew what happened to, to Ben. Which, that is a cool, that is one cool thread that made it through three movies. Yeah. The Han Solo murder guilt. Like, that's when Kylo thinks that he's freeing himself by killing his father. He thinks that's the one act that'll make him irredeemable and let him become fully embraced by the dark side and fully powered like Vader. That's what he does that for. And the look on his face after he does it was, I shouldn't have fucking done that. It broke him. It fucked him up in the head for the next two movies. You know, um... Which to me has always been the reason, one of the reasons Ray was able to beat him in the first movie. He was all fucked in the head because what he thought he did to his dad didn't work out, and he killed his fucking dad. And he's trying to live with that already. Not to mention Chewbacca shot him in the fucking guts of the bowcaster. <laughs> but you know that chased him and haunted him for all three movies, and that was a pretty cool fucking. That was one thing they got right. Was Kylo was the one that had the development. And instead this of him not- being a badass like Vader, he ended up being a little bitch. Yeah, and the whole like really the trilogy is more about to me is more story wise the trailer is about or the story wise the the trilogy is about Kylo. If you look at all everything that happens, who gets the development and everything else, Kylo's who the fucking story is about. The optics are about Rey. That's it. She's ham fisted in there. I don't know. Missed opportunities. That's that is the fucking two words that describe this fucking trilogy. Well, Pierce. it's it's a lot like the original trilogy. Vader is what the original trilogy is about. It's just like Luke is thrown in there because you have to have a a protagonist and antagonist. Right. It's just Luke had 
fantastic character development. Yeah. Ray didn't. She got a little bit in the third film, but for two movies, she had none. But anyways, I will actually, for all the bitching I've done, I, I guess I can thank Last Jedi for putting the perspective in me that they literally couldn't fuck up <laughs> this last movie. <laughs> they literally couldn't fuck it up. And here's the other thing. I'll probably actually go see this movie again. Because uh, I did, yeah, I'm gonna go watch it again. Fuck it. I, first off, I can get wrap my head around it so I can bitch about it or talk about stuff I like. Um, but it, it's sad that you know, and it's it is just a movie. It is just a trilogy. It's, your it's childhood just being destroyed before your eyes. You raped my childhood. I'd like to find the poster that fucking type that out and punch that douchebag in the face, but. You know, it's people spend so much time being a part of the Star Wars universe on some level. Some people go way beyond and they cosplay and do, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm saying. But they just go into more extremes with it. You know, me and you, we've loved it. We've read books, comics, movies, talked about it. You know, I mean, fucking talked about it and talked about it. Jesus Christ, if they think we bitched about this fucking trilogy. <laughs> prequels. And I love the prequels. Oh, That's the too. thing that pisses me off. I fucking love the prequels. Yeah, I don't like the dialogue, but I love the stories. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. The prequels are a great story executed poorly. Yeah. One film. The original trilogy is a great story executed at a master level on film and the fucking sequel trilogy is a poor story with two movies that were masterful, well not masterful, but, but good in their execution. And one that was just like watching fucking paint dry because it was very slow paced and boring. So poor story in the third one. That's the difference between the prequels and the fucking sequels. Is the is the fucking quality of the story? If you if you look past the acting and things like that, then it's definitely I do believe the prequels have a stronger story by far. So, but yeah, the hours we've spent bitching about fucking, <laughs> god damn it, fucking wait all this time for Vader, and it's fucking we cut away. <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God Rogue One had a Vader scene to make up for some of that. Just yeah. it wasn't Jenna was hacking up. Yeah, Rogue One wasn't bad. Yeah, I like Solo. I I've I I hate one Star Wars movie, and that's fucking Last Jedi. I just I don't get it. I like everything else. Yeah, Solo wasn't just it's standalone it's just the actor wasn't all that yeah. could have had a, i don't know i yeah, thought the thing about Snow, the character interactions were really good that was that was that was something else i thought they did a great job there i miss so, seeing Han and Chewie on screen that's my biggest takeaway from it i'd say for the older generations that definitely hurts it does for me too yeah. it's so hard to look at that guy and think that he's han solo but then you get Donald Glover, and you're like, Jesus, that's Lando Calrissian. Yeah, that is Lando. Oh, my God. Oh my. That was great. Yeah. 
That was that was great casting. Everybody else was whatever. Still think they should have got that impersonator to play. Uh, impressions. He's an impressions, not impersonator. To play Han, whoever that guy was. He was great. Yeah. Well he's that guy's had like bit roles in yeah. different in a few films. And the story on that one is he actually read for the part. And there's a difference between copying what he's seen on film and actually having to act with new lines and stuff. So I heard that he didn't read very well. Yeah. But I've got a baby that just woke up, so we got to cut this. All right. Well, that's it, guys. We're done. We talked about Star Wars longer than we actually did the show. So we'll be back uh, maybe next week or next year. Later. All right. Bye. Bye.